Hi all, I'm Cullen Haynes and welcome to Law Live. My next guest is both a legal juggernaut and previously a finance juggernaut working at three out of the big four banks, 15 years in law and here to come and talk to us about life in the 100 acre courthouse and we'll talk more about what that means please make very welcome my dear friend Shifa Peters how are you Shifa I'm good thanks Colin thank you for having me as well oh it's an absolute pleasure and I thought there'd be a lot of people out there that would get value from what you have to say um, not only from your experience but now from your new firm at Juris Capital I would welcome it's 12:23 here in Sydney Please, this is live. This is happening now. Put your questions in and make sure um, if you've got anything you want to ask Shifa, put it in the show notes and the and the comments, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and we'll answer them live. And if it's anything more personable or work-related, I'm sure Shifa would welcome a cheeky DM as well. So there you go. Uh, what is happening in your world, Shifa? What's happening? Um, well, I opened Juris Capital about a bit over a year ago. Um, it used to be Peter's Law and Mediation, but I never really made it active as such. And uh, I decided to go all out um, and try and see what it is like having your own business, having your own law firm, having your own service offering for my clients. So yes. Juris out because I every every name that I tried out there was taken. And then I just suddenly realized, <laughs> hang on, research with copyrights and patents and all sorts of things. And apparently there's a university in America that has a school paper called the Jurist. But other than that, there are no legal firms with Jurist to them, which is interesting. So I thought, right, I'll do Jurist Capital because the whole, at the time I was, I'm, you know, into financial law, corporate law, um, credit law, you know, compliance, regulatory work, things like that. And so it just made sense to have Jurist Capital as, as my firm name. And those are the areas that I work in as well, mainly from remediation, the wealth space for banking to everything else. And uh, also, I realized that I can also service family law area. So we do family law, mediation, FDRP, collaborative law, and then everything else that is to do with corporate law as well. I love that. Maybe that's a nice segue. Why have we called this show the 100 Acre Courthouse? Well, um, as many of us may or may not be aware, you've had a baby and I have a little girl. So Winnie the Pooh features quite a bit or has featured quite a bit in our, in our conversations. And I just realized, you know, while I love Shakespeare and how he says all the world's a stage, often that's what I've felt whenever I've gone into a court, whether it's, you know, a Supreme Court or local court or anything in between. And... Um, or even a mediation for that matter, or arbitration, anything. And I thought, oh, and then suddenly my worldview changed because I realized it was more like the 100 acre wood and the characters in Winnie the Pooh, um, which are meant to represent different challenges that people might face. And uh, I thought, oh, this sounds more interesting. So if, if I did, it would have to be a 100 acre courthouse. I love no. that. I love that concept. And um, it covers the gamut. And we were also talking in terms of you love books. And usually I ask um, my guests if they would describe their life using film titles, what would it be? Um, how would you describe your life using book titles, Shifa? 
Oh my goodness, Cullen. If I could just pick one book, it would like, seriously, I would have, I would, I would give you a million dollars. Not sure how I would borrow it from you from legal home loans and give it to you. Because <laughs> <But laughs> you are so great. But um, <laughs> the last book that I really liked was, um, which actually got turned into a movie, Will Smith was Pursuit of Happiness. And then of course, oh. You know, it's just so, like, just the grit of the character is so inspiring in that. And uh, The Power of One is another book that I really like, that I keep coming back to. And this is going to sound really, it's going to give you an insight into probably a lot of people don't have. But I do like the top two books that I, in a professional context at least, that I keep going back to is The 48 Laws of Power. Oh, Robert R. Green. What a book. What a book. That's right. And The Art of War. But there's, I got an edition when I was at university. It's 20 years ago. Um, <clears throat> that I've kept to this day. It's, it's been well-thumbed. So it's, it's a little bit oldish. But, and it was old to begin with because I got it at a Sydney Uni secondhand bookstall things that used to be outside Wentworth. Mm-hmm. And it's called The 48, um, sorry, The Art of War, the Sun Tzu's Art of War for Women. And it's, it's Ooh, a thin oh, little... I've never heard of this. Okay. And I, and I often refer back to it and I'm thinking, and I'm already planning to introduce my daughter when she's, a, when she's an 18-year-old to it. Well, I'm putting it on here. Be sure to get on this great read from this powerhouse, Sun Tzu's The Art of War for Women. I'm sure it's available at most bookstores. That's a great, um, great recommendation. And one of my favourite um, theories of Sun Tzu from that book is I think um, Tao Tao, one of the general used it, slow, slow, quick, quick. So, um, so often we get into things um, and we want to just, you know, dive ahead. Let's get it done. Let's, but what happens is we maybe get into things too quickly, don't think about it. And we have to do double the work because we were too hasty. Um, And Sun Tzu talks about slow, slow, quick, quick, you know, go slow to go fast. Take a bit of time, plan your strategy, you know, think out what you're going to do. And then when you're ready to go, implement it as quickly as possible. So no one knows what hit them. Um, it's, I, I love that strategy and it's a good, good recommendation there, Shifa. It's usually against Sunju's Art of War, but this one I was intrigued when I saw it for women and I've still got it and it's, it's, it's interesting, an adapted version. So, you know, one of the an author in America has done it, but it's pretty good and it's much thinner than the actual Art of War, so that makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good. That's really good. So definitely get on that book. Uh, what is it like? Um, to be a law firm principal and to be able to make that decision? Because there's lots of people tuning into the show now that are maybe in big law or thinking about stepping out on their own um, and they just need that little extra push. So I um, I worked with um, a large medium law firm for a long time, for seven, eight years, as you know, um, go to court now I'm strong legal and now recently has been announced by Michelle Michael Michaela the principal one of the principals that um, it's been um, merged with um, Taylor Rose in the UK and um, I had a fantastic relationship with them I still do because I still consult with them as a consultant solicitor and um, I don't know I just wanted a new challenge you know and I spoke to them about it and um, of course they're always very encouraging so they said, yep, go on and try it. And I wanted to see what it would be like. One of the pros of going on your own as a sole practitioner is the freedom to pick and choose your timings, the way you do your work, um, 
your technology, your software, what's easy for you, what isn't for you, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and how you tailor that around your lifestyle. So um, that really resonated with me. Of course, there are cons to it. Um, there's always the, you know, at the back of your head, there's always that, I wouldn't say anxiety necessarily, but on the back burner of your head is, you know, what next? How do I get the next milestone? How do I challenge myself? How do I meet the challenge when it does come along? Am I giving my best to this venture? Am I delivering to my standards? And my standards, as you know, are pretty high. Am I doing justice to each and every client? Because as far as I'm concerned, whether you're a single mom and dad, like I did a parenting plan the other uh, this week, I mean, last week for... Um, a client and uh, very straightforward, very simple, sat down, did an hour consultation with them, asked them what they wanted, so on and so forth. So an informal thing, but also formal with them because I took them through what that means. Um, and I thought, well, this is a simple mom and dad, but I came away feeling that I had given them the exact same attention and care that I would give to last year. I was um, helping out with a big multinational um, venture capitalist firm with their um, regulatory work and from the UK. And, um, you know, and, and I thought, well, you know, I've given them the same care. And I came, came out of this, just reflecting on the weekend, that um, I really, really didn't have anything to complain to myself about. So that's the action I think you can have. When you're working for a big firm, and I have worked for big firms, um, you know, you, you don't have the next, where's the next dollar coming from? So you don't have that anxiety. That's left to the, to the directors and the big wigs over there, the principals of that law firm. Um, but you're still bringing in clients. Um, but that level of personal connect might be a little less removed. So that's, that's actually the reality of it. A lot of people don't, may or may not talk about it or they may sugarcoat it, but that's actually the reality. So, yeah. Good points. This is the forum to call out things like that. And thank you for shining a spotlight on it. Um, um, is there anything else you wanted to add, add there for anyone tuning in? Um, if you are thinking of going out on your own, don't um, be careful not to, not to isolate yourself because I did that. And um I was so focused on getting everything done. I forgot, as you mentioned, the law earlier, Sunzu's, to go slower. And I was running and running and I wanted to achieve this, that and the other. All my goals, you know, tick, tick, tick. And um, I ended up isolating myself a little bit from my colleagues, ex-colleagues or colleagues, um, from people I looked up to, my mentors. And slowly, I've, it's taken me about the last seven, eight months to realize that you know, there are people out there willing to lend a hand, willing to support you, willing to encourage you, you know, top five examples, one of them being you, Colin, you know, um, if you just reach out and talk to them, you know, we often tend to think, oh, we're judging ourselves, so people will judge us. No, no one will judge you. You just have to make a call, pick up that phone, you know. I ran into Brett McGrath and the other day at the MacArthur Law Society, he was presenting and speaking there. And I was just blown away at how good it felt to see him after so long. Um, and he was as warm and informative as ever. And um, it just made me realize, don't isolate yourself. Just because you've taken out to be a sole practitioner and you want to do, you know, everything that you want to achieve, don't forget the people around you. So. Good point. 
Good. That's a very good point. Be nice to the people on the way up because you'll be seeing them on the way down. My old mentor told me once upon a time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've always, I, I like to think I've always been nice. My fault is in, in not being able to ask for help. And that's something that you have to learn. You, yeah, you know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, you're getting some great engagement. You're making an impact already. We've got Sam Sue saying, great share, superstar. I'm sure he's being Schiffer in there as well. And Katie Koo, one of my dear friends, um, oh. who is um, a financial planner at um, NAB, asset protection specialist. Katie Koo says, congrats, Schiffer. Great connection you have there. Always showcasing talent and professional expertise. So there Katie you go. Helen, seriously, if you haven't had her on the show, have her on the show. She is, we worked intimately together when we were at NAB. She is amazing. She will go in, she'll, she'll analyze, and she can turn any situation around. She's amazing. I've, I really, I, I, I know. She's a powerhouse. We, she, if you're listening, Katie, we're going to have you on Lawyer Lending Live. That's the invite right now. And Katie, you know me, so just text me, okay? I may not have, whenever you're appearing, just text me. <laughs> <laughs> Some support there. Definitely, if you're, not, if you're not connected with Katie Koo, please remediate that now and get on LinkedIn and do so, everyone. All right, this is a fun question. Um, if you were on a desert island, what three things would you bring with you? Oh, um, Well, definitely, a, 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 you know, like a big casket, one of those pirate treasure caskets of books. Or maybe yes. a magic... <laughs> That's clever. Okay. Um, I do like my luxuries, so a few modern necessities. And... Um, oh, this is hard. I can't live without my, my child. But then she would be all lonely. Oh, can I lump them all together and say my daughter and her friends and families? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's no rules. So why not? Say yes, in my opinion. There you go. Do it. Bring them along. Bring them along. So you got your daughter, friends and family and the casket of books. So there Magical. you go there, Shifa. Great answer. <laughs> um, any passion projects uh, that you're working on now that you want to share? Um, well, I've just actually finished a passion project. Um my brother, John Peter, is another powerhouse um, in the compliance and deliver. He's a de delivery specialist, another uh, another power. He's like amazing. Um, he designed a logo for my firm. And I wanted my logo to reflect not just my values, but the values I wanted to convey to my colleagues, to my clients and anyone else who came in contact with my firm, Juris Capital. So... We, um, I won't say we plagiarized, but we took our inspiration from Ashoka's Four Lions, uh, King Ashoka, who was an ancient, um, massive, like, you know, king of India, kind of like on the same level as Alexander the Great kind of thing. And uh, he has- Shout out to King Ashoka. Pardon? Shout out to the king there. He doesn't get enough praise. Ah, uh, look, he's been dead for centuries. <laughs> 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 but he did have these signs that looked in four directions, representing integrity, trust, so on and so forth. And so, exactly. And the, also the thing was that you're facing in four directions, so you're trying to look at every angle of a strategy. Mm, I like that. 
it plagiarized it in the sense that I, I got inspiration from it and I got my brother who's also very artistic um, as well as uh, amazing. I mean, he's the genius about everything. And um, he made <laughs> me and I told him, I said, usually it's very hard to find the fourth lion because everything is 2D on the internet when you try and research it. So you're only looking at east, west, north or whatever it is. And you're not you placing four sides. Yes. Put in a way that it's three dimensional, where you can at least see the back of the fourth lion's head. And he did that. And yeah, we worked I love that. my logo designer from um, in fine print, plus the web developer from um, Get Milk. And we worked on it back and forth. And then we, you know, decided on the color schemes and everything. And I wanted blue and orange. And then I said, oh my God, I don't want orange like the Hermes orange because I don't want to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> They go, hang on a second. This is our color scheme. So um, this is, you don't want to be sued from the Hermes brand. No. Exactly. <laughs> had to tweak it and change the shades and this and that and everything. So that's just finished up. And um, finally, it's all ready. It's getting printed. And uh, yeah, actually, I think I have something I'll show you. Excuse me for one second. Please show us. Please show us. Very good. And in the interim, what I would say is that... Um, it's always good to engage your, your friends and family on that logo. What have you got there, Shifa? What do you got? That's the logo he designed. I don't know. Oh, okay. that's incredible. Juris Capital, and you've got the four lion's heads um, on the other side. I love that. You've got to get in there. That's awesome. So um, the font is wrong, so the font will be a little bit different, so we're getting them retweaked. But, yeah, so I've just Details. finished that. <laughs> I love that. And... What, what I would say, it's not plagiarism. My old professor used to tell me, Cullen, if you steal from one, sir, uh, one source, it's plagiarism. If you steal from many, it's called research. So there you go. So you, I'm sure you went to a multitude of um, resources to get that one picture. So that's good. Um. Uh, <laughs> and um, when all goes out the window, use chat GPT. I'm sure it can create some amazing things too. Like <laughs> taken off hasn't it i mean you had like things like minecraft and roblox that was phenomenally swift in taking off during covid because of the circumstances people couldn't be out people couldn't do this people couldn't do that kids and adults and now suddenly in the in the professional space it's it's like that same meteor, meteoric rise of chat gpt what do you think about it well it's pretty incredible what it can do i was at a jay shetty um show on monday which you knew i went um uh, went to um, and he did this wonderful experiment. Um, and obviously his book is about love and self-love and to be loved and to give love out. Um, and he put up um, individually 30 photos. And he said, who would be a good friend or someone um, to talk to? Um, and he put up all the photos. You say yes, no. And we all had like either green or red, which we flipped around so we could see the audience, whether they gave it the thumbs up or the thumbs down. So there was 15 people shortlisted. And then there was seven shortlisted and then there was five. And then, then there was this one gentleman um, with tan skin, beard, nice jacket, sitting on a park bench. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to bring out this man. And everyone was like, <gasps> and then he said, but I have to tell you a lie. This man doesn't exist. I actually created him through chat GPT. And it's all created through AI. And 
it was an amazing um, that he was able to take so many likes about a person and put them into the algorithm to create the most likable person wearing a jacket because he looks professional. Most people sitting on a park bench, it's shown that you like them and you resonate with them because you can have a sit with them. And every time he does it, the AI um, person he's created always wins. And I find that an incredibly, um, it's a great commentary on human um, decision-making if a machine can make us feel that way about a person. Um, yes, especially since apparently machines do not have emotions themselves. And but that's- they can, create, they can create things from our, so, like he used the example of every movie that you see about love. They're always facing this way. Um, and they, and all they're sitting on a park bench and the algorithm had taken that knowledge and put it into creating this person. Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. And when you think about the diaspora is the human civilization and you think about, you can't even encapsulate the multitude of emotions that one human being feels at any given time that they themselves may not be able to, to, to vocalize. Um, and then you get this AI who's clearly analyzed human beings so well Oh dear, I can understand now why people say it's a bit scary out there. <laughs> Look, it's definitely scary. It's new uncharted territory. I don't think we're at Skynet level yet where the machines are taking over, but it's certainly thought provoking at the very least for some of the things it can do. I like to think that never, I, I like to think that machines will never completely take over because we humans in our hubris like to think that we have things like ingenuity and grit and instinct, what we call our gut instinct, you know. Um, and I wonder if that's really what will set us apart. Set us mm. apart on a level above or a level below, I don't know. But set us apart, I like to think we still have that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> No. What 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 is um, um what does the character say in the power of one? Little big big when little smart. First with the head, then with the heart. I think that is the what um, AI doesn't have, and it doesn't have this. It's got this. It doesn't have this. That's my take on the matter. The Tin Man from Wizard of Oz, huh? That's it. Oh, if I only had a heart. <laughs> there you go. I've so you know. I, I used to say to Madam, I used to walk the boards, and she goes, yes. Um, you were in Aubrey Wodonga, so there wasn't much of a talent pool. So, yes, you could be on stage in Aubrey Wodonga. So there you go. Shout out to Madam there. She knows how to, to, to make you feel good. Um, but nonetheless, what would you like to see change? Switching gears a little bit, Shifa, what would you like to see change in law? I was having this discussion, actually. Most of my family is medical or medically related, you know, science people. And I was having this conversation with one of my younger cousins, my daughter's godbrother, actually. He's um, turned 23 last week. And uh, next year, he's going to be a doctor. So he's in his second yes. year, second last year with Bond University. And uh, another future powerhouse, immense, immense potential, immense intellect, immense EQ, IQ, everything. And... Um, I said to him, I said, you know, one of his, they, his, some of his friends were over from Bond University and one of them said, oh, my sister wants to be a lawyer. 
And I said, how old is she? And he said, she's um, in her second last year. She's 19 uh, or 20, she said, he said, and she's, um, you know, another year away from finishing up. And I said, um, what's she doing with law? Uh, you know, usually it's a two, two degrees in one. So what's the other one? She, and he goes, commerce. And I said, well, what's a major? And she goes, accounting. I said, well, that's much better than law. <laughs> said, oh, there you go. Because at this point in time, I said, we're working very hard. We're working very hard. Everyone that I know in law who are influencers or who are experienced lawyers are working very hard to give that support to other colleagues. I've had that support. People have reached out to me and, you know, going back, going back to what I was saying earlier, I don't really like asking for help, but people have reached out. People have said, are you okay? Um, there've been partners of law firms who have been 99.99% of them have been amazing, amazing down to earth, you know, Liam, um, from Gaydon's, um, you know, <laughs> James and so many more others from so many other ones, you know, um, down with his dad jokes and everything. So they're all down to earth, you know, you know, just send them a message and they'll always reply. It's so heartening, you know, um, Tom as well, Tom Russell. So there's so many people that are good, but we don't have that. I see the medical people, right? I see the medical graduates or soon-to-be graduates or recent graduates or even people who are specializing in their fields, registrars, because I have a brother-in-law who's specializing in, in um, um, cancer law in, in that. And they have this support level. They have this network. There's always groups around them. There's always nurses. There's always, and we have paralegals, I guess. But there's always people there who are guiding them. I won't go so far as to say spoon feeding them because that's not true, but every little step. And I look at it and I look at the, the level of detail and it's similar to law. So there's no difference to the level of detail we are required to provide to our clients as they are required to provide to their patients. And the level of care and due diligence is also the same. But I think, and the Law Society has a mentorship program and I went through that mentorship program with Janine de la Sachs, uh, for one year in family law with her, I did that. And, um, you know, to learn the ropes of family law and everything. And, um, and I just think it could be so much more well-developed, that kind of program where you are forced to go in, or not forced, but you are given that option, which is probably mandatory, to go in and work with someone. <laughs> you're, you're given a not optional um, option to do, to do it. I would love it to, yeah. to be honest, you know. And, and she's like... Oh, past North Sydney so I was like I can I could probably commit you know all the way from Camden two and a half hour drive each way I could probably commit to it but it comes down to um, you know making it mandatory um, to have that shadowing to have that level we have it for two years and then after that it's like okay you're on your own which is great because hey you know we have confidence in our law graduates great you've done your two years but I think you need to have that ongoing Every time you take on a new area of law, every time you take on a new case, you need to have someone there every step of the way, I think. You know, someone to collaborate with every step of the day. I've worked in Bankstown Hospital for a year as a legal officer, medical legal officer, and um, you can just walk into a room, talk to the nun, which is the nursing manager, nursing unit manager. You know, you can yes. just walk across and or give a call upstairs to the suite, specialist suites, and I have, you know, a problem with this thing. I want to come in and have a look. You can call up the coroner's office and, and then instantly you've got that support because you're ringing from a hospital. Whereas I find with law firms, you don't have that instant, you know, um, yep, we'll drop everything, help you out kind of thing. 
and I understand it's all about timing. We we operate differently. Doctors don't have to fill in timesheets, you know, and stuff no, like that. No, yeah, that's a huge gap that um, is failing to be identified and addressed properly in our profession. So I would like to see more of that, more of that active, proactive security net for every lawyer out there. No, oh, I love that. And um, what I'm endeared by what you're saying there, Shifa, is that you're not just pointing figures saying, I want this change. You've actually said, I'd like to see more practices like this, um, like the mentorship program and beef it out, make it mandatory um, to give the people the support. And I think that um, you make some real cogent points there. Very well said. Um, and a nice little segue into this. Um, if there is a lesson for young professionals or young lawyers, young doctors, whoever's tuning into the show on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and they're starting their career, they're at the very start. What lesson would you like to impart? I thought about this and it all comes down to one word. It comes down to trust. Trust your colleagues. Trust your supervisors, whether you're in banking, whether you're in finance, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a legal home, I mean, a legal professional, any kind of legal professional, whether you are a in the credit lending space, um, investment space, you know, all of these areas I worked in, um, whether you're an analyst, you know, at a bank or whatever it might be, trust comes down to it. Um, we had a really, really good, and Katie will probably remember this as well. Katie Kuh will remember this um, when we were at NAB in our graduate program. And we came from all lives. We had, um, you know, we had teachers, we had social people, we had people who'd worked in retail coming into this program, being trained to be financial planners, financial advisors. And um, we did this trust building exercise where we had to give, sit in a room and tell everyone something that no one else knew about us. And that was very confronting. Wow. And it was made easy because so, um, the manager then, as well as Nicholas Cunningham, all of these amazing, amazing people, Joe and so many others, um, were there to support you. And these were our supervisors, our mentors, our coaches, people from out in the banking network who had come in. And it was, it was great. So that trust building thing, I've only ever seen happen there in that setting. But if it happened in every law firm, if it happened with people genuinely wanting to know something apart from, hey, what was the last case you won? That would be awesome, you know? But that starts from me. That starts from us. We have to make that change. You know, I'm going to ring you up, for example, and say, hey, Colin, did you have a good Easter? Which is what I did, <laughs> you know? Had a great or, Easter, and thank you for asking. <laughs> you know? Or I ring up another, another colleague of mine and say, hey, I did that with Ben and um, he hadn't posted um, last, around last Christmas or something. He hadn't posted his dad jokes for a while. And I said, hey, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm okay. I've just been bogged down with the end of your stuff and I haven't put anything up and there's nothing been good content to put out there. And I said, well, that's great. That's good to know then. See you later. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you just want to make sure you're okay. Reaching out. I love that. I love that. You don't have to wait for the are you okay day to just reach out and go. And that's <laughs> You know, that builds trust. And often you will hesitate because it's a professional environment and you hesitate, but it doesn't, you have to know what you can and can't ask as well, of course. You have to respect boundaries. But, you know, recently, Liam, for example, announced that he's uh, leaving games on to new things. And I just sent him a message going, congratulations. Um, let us know what the next thing is and we wish you all the best. 
Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, what I what I'm resonating with what you're saying is, um, are you okay? Day shouldn't be just a day. It should be the year. It should be every day. Um, and the littlest things you can say to people have a big impact. You might not think you're having a big impact, but your attitude is infectious and it should be worth catching. Um, and you want to be that. There's an analogy of the candle. Um, a candle doesn't go out when you light other candles. You just spread that that light. Um, and that's what you do, Shifa. You spread your light. Thank you. And that's you. why we've been friends since the beginning of LHL. Actually, I, I have known you since the beginning of your journey with Legal Home Loans. And I was just blown away when you came all the way home because Bobby was so little. And... Um, and I said, I can't come out to you. And you came all the way from French's Forest to Camden. And I was just blown away that you had taken, and that was after hours as well, because I was working. And, um, and that level of care, that hunger, that passion, tempered with compassion and understanding of your client situation. Because at that time I was a client, this is what, seven, eight years ago. And, um, you know, and, and that just blew me away. And I said, you know what? I don't care what Cullen is. I like him as a person and I'm going to keep <laughs> Who is this strange man who's rocking up at 6.30 in a three-piece in a residential suburban street? I, got, I did get some looks. I remember that day. It was quite funny. And I said, I said I'll drop you if you like. And he said, no, it's, it's okay. I'll wait for a cab. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh but th these little um, anecdotes and little vignettes in our lives, I think they're, um, they, they look like little events, but they're actually um, part of a greater patchwork. And I think um, there's another great book I like, and I know you'll like it. It's um, um, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Um, and it's moments like that that we're talking about, Chifra, is that there's no ordinary moments. Um, and you know that with your daughter, and I know that with Benji, that every little moment that I'm sharing at the moment with my wife and my family is just so special. Um, and even doing this now, this is special and this is what matters. Um, and because I'm giving it my full attention, I know I, I'm in the moment. I can know how special this is. Thank you. There it you is, go. It is, and it is very touching because there are so many people who take time out for your show. You take time out and you're, encu you're always encouraging. You're like this bright spark. You know, you come in, you light up our day. But I think I read that someone said this about you. And I, and I know this is part of your personal philosophy as well. Leave someone better than what you met them with. And that's just so awesome. And when you actually sit down to think about it, it's not that hard to do, but it also re requires mindfulness and it requires true compassion from the heart, like you said, the mind and the heart. And if people have that true compassion rather than something they've just learned in a social setting or that they just turn on or off in a social or professional setting, if you have that true integrity in you, and I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed to know a lot of people like that, if you have that, which you do, then, um, you know, the world truly is your oyster. It is. I, I agree. And I agree. And Jim Rohn said it best. The things that are easy to do, and this is easy to do, are also easy not to do. Um, yes. And I think that's the big trap is that because they're easy not to do, they don't get done. Um, That's right, 100%. But, but a nice um, note to kind of roll into our final question, quite cathartic this one, take a bit of time um, if you like. Um, when all is said and done and you eventually move off from this mortal coil, 
How would you like to be remembered, Chipper? I told you I would struggle with this one. <laughs> um, I think I'd like to be remembered as someone who, who was genuine and authentic. You know, if, if people at my funeral or whatever say she had her faults or, yep, she had a hot temper or, you know, whatever, but they turn around and say she was authentic, she was genuine, she was kind, she was honest. I think I'd be, I'd be satisfied with that. I probably wouldn't come and haunt you, Cullen. <laughs> oh, I'd be happy to be haunted by the genuine, authentic, honest and kind ghost any day of the week than something <laughs> from Insidious, let me tell you. My goodness. <laughs> Remember as someone who's genuine, authentic. Because yeah, very special. Um, I've never been I've never been bothered about social constructs, you know, and I've never been uh, it just doesn't register in my in my head to be a certain way. So anytime you see me, if I'm smiling and happy to see you, then that is true. I really am happy to see you. You know, uh, occasionally I might be at a seminar or at something, you know, uh, where there's a lot of people and they'll come up to me and say hi, but I may or may not remember the name and I'll tell them. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I know your smile or I know your face because I remember it from this this time, but I don't know. Your, I don't remember your name, which I am really I can't bad place with. You. That's, and, and people love that rather than you trying to say, I know who you are and I just can't remember your name. That's a more endearing way to do it. In other words, I don't mind being made to look like a fool as long as people know that I'm, you know, I genuinely can't remember the name, for example. No, no. Um, Jane Goodall, the, um, the, the, the world leader in conservation for chimpanzees and all over the world, she has a, didn't know this, but she has a medical condition that she cannot remember people's faces and names together. So quite often when she goes to these events and many people who've seen her for years come up to her, there'll be this awkward moment where they'll say, hey, Jane, and she doesn't remember their name. It's nothing personal. She just can't remember their name. And Lincoln, I just found that amazing when I found that because she's so engaging and impressive. But one-on-one, -on -one, you might be put off because you can't remember the name. I just thought that was quite engaging. So there and you then, go. So good on you for wearing your heart in your sleeve, Shifa. Well done. And that comes from trust and forgiveness. You know, I will trust you to forgive me if I can't remember something that you think I should remember. It's because it's not important to the both of us or it's not because I don't get how you feel about something. It's just human. It's, it's your humanity. And we're not perfect. We're not you know. perfect. We're not perfect. It's very true. Very true. And um, a nice, nice note to end our little law live there, Shifa. Where can people find you? Where are you hanging out most if they want to get in contact? Uh, they can contact me on LinkedIn. Uh, I also have a Juris Capital webpage on LinkedIn, which is um, which needs to be tweaked. Um, get Milk, my IT people are looking into that and they're working <laughs> up with the logo and everything um and the colors and all that um i also have a website juris capital um which currently is um also under construction but you if you land on that page you can get in touch with me because it's got my number um or again best thing to do is just um linkedin is probably the best way to get in touch with me because it's got all my details 
please. So do yourself a favor, get in contact with Shifa now. Don't let it go. It's easy to do. Connect that connect and make sure maybe even put a cheeky personal message in there. And when Shifa connects, do a little voice note as well. You know, I love those. Thanks so much for being part of this there, Shifa. It's been amazing. Thank you so much, Colin. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate everyone for their time and their attendance. And thank you very, very much, Colin. I wish you all the best. Thank you there, Shifa. And we'll bring you back for some bonus questions in a moment. So if you know a legend of law, or you'd like to be on the show yourself, feel free to get in touch. We interview a legend every Wednesday on Wednesday, and we then bring it out to YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and upload it to wherever you get your podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great Wednesday, everyone, and make it count.